Just turn to your neighbor, tell that person, I'm glad to see you today. Iba talaga pagsama-sama tayo, no? And uh, we thank the Lord on how the Singapore governments are all, all slowly opening up for us to gather so that we can worship together. There is, there's a different place, you know, to be together and coming together and worshiping God. This morning, um, before I would share God's word, this morning I approached two kids. Sabi ko sa kanila, can you pray for me because I'm gonna preach. Sabi ng isang bata, Pastor Noel, you're not preaching. God is preaching through you. Nasyak ako doon ah. And I'm blessed and I've been reminded that it's not me here or anyone here. It's God speaking to us. To us. So we have to be sensitive on the Spirit of God speaking to all our hearts. You know, last Sunday, the Lord had reminded us to Pastor Ray the importance of God's Word. Because if we desire to yearn for God, all of us have to go deeper in study of God's Word. If we yearn for more of the Lord, it will lead us to His Holy Word. Because if we desire to worship Him, if we desire to love the Lord more and more, then the first thing we need to know is to know who He is and His character. Ano ba gusto niya? Ano bang that displeases Him? And it's, it's found in the Scripture. And we thank God for what Pastor Ray had shared last Sunday. And as we continue in the topic of revival, not only do we need to go deeper in God's Word, but there is a pressing need for the church to pray. See, word and prayer must go hand in hand. We need both if we desire to experience a mighty revival. Once, a man asked Charles Spurgeon, somebody asked Charles Spurgeon, what is more important, prayer or reading the Bible? And this was his reply. I asked, what is more important, breathing in or breathing out? So sa tingin nyo, breathing in or breathing out ang mas importante? Both. You need both. So as we go deeper in God's Word, we also have to go deeper in our prayer life. See, therefore, if revival is what do we desire, we have to go deeper in God's Word. And we need to humbly come before God and prayer. You must realize there's a strong connection between prayer and the great move of the Holy Spirit. R.E. Davids in his book, I Will Pour Out My Spirit, he said, the most constant of all factors which appear in revival is the, that of urgent, persistent prayer. These men have studied revival. He researched on it and he said, the most constant of all factors which appear in revival is that of urgent, persistent prayer. And he continued on, on many occasions in the history of the church, the outpouring of the Spirit had been precedented by persistent, united prayer as groups of Christians have joined together, joined together, beseeching God to act in a desire way in the life of, of his people. So that was his observation as he studied historical facts of church revival that prayer is important. Today, I will be sharing a very simple and elementary topic. Topic that we often neglect. Prayer. And I've entitled this sermon, United Prayer for revival, and we'll be reading from Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 14. I invite all of us to stand as we give reverence to God's Word. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 14. Let's read together. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, 
Will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, Is it not for you to know times or seasons that the Father had fixed by his own authority? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mouth called Olivet, which near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they have entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartimaeus, and Matthew, James, son of Apelius, Simon the Silat, and Judas, the son of James. And all these were one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Let us pray. Lord, thank you once again that we are gathered here. We ask, Lord, for your spirit to move in a mighty way. It is you only, Lord, that would illuminate this word. I pray that you awaken our prayer life. I pray, Lord, that you begin to steer our hearts, calling us back to you. Lord, we desire a revival. A revival that only you can work in our lives, in our family, in your church. So we ask, Lord, and we open our hearts, Lord, to you that you make your word plainly. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way. It is you, our teacher today. Salamat po, Panginoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You see, oftentimes when we look at the book of Acts, we are amazed at the mighty work of God in the early church. Oftentimes we focus on how God turned a group of people who is full of fear and turn them to people who would, was mighty involved in this declaring the gospel to the lost world. Oftentimes, when we look at the book of Acts, we will, we will focus on how the Lord changed them from someone who, who was a group that's fighting with one another, but to become a group that so organized, so united with fellowship and mutual love. And there are times when we look at the book of Acts, we focus on the increase of number of people that's joining the church. They are increasing in numbers. In Acts chapter 2, verse 47, he says here, Praise God in having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. We look at the, how God worked miraculously, adding number. There are just a few. Then suddenly they... They expand in numbers, not just in numbers, but geography. Started from Jerusalem, it reached out to Judea, Samaria, and, and all around to the point after many years, they have reached almost all the Roman Empire. Not only they reach many people of different places, they also reach to different ethnic groups. Being the Jew, they were able to reach out to Gentile, Romans, and a lot of different group of people. We also focus at times when we read the book of Acts on how they persevere in spite of persecution. So in spite of their persecution and the challenges they face, the Christian church faith grew. They were not afraid to face hardship. They were not afraid. And those are beautiful things that God is doing in the life of the church. But, no, but notice this. They did not start from a wise strategic planning. All, it's, all of this started from a simple prayer meeting that happened in the upper room. You know, if you read how the disciples responded, they responded instantly. They returned to Jerusalem, entered the upper room, and started praying. 
Jesus gave them an instruction before he was he ascended. He said to them, and while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise. Not to depart. Wait. Wag mo na kayong mag- Wait. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, wait. Don't rush. Wait for God to move. For His power. Wait for the promise. So they gathered together and pray. But interesting how, how Jesus said, wait. And He says there, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Not many days from now. Mahirap mag-wait pag walang exact date. Mahirap mag-wait. Sabi niya, Lord, when? Not many days from now. Ang hirap. Because you don't know. Tanong ko sa inyo, kailan kayo uuwi sa Pilipinas? Not sure. Sabihin nyo, mas masusyal, not many days from now. Not many days from now, when you don't have an exact point, ang hirap. But what did the disciples do? They waited and prayed. Scholars said that they prayed and waited for just 10 days. First day is your pump up. Second day is your show. Wow. Third day, parang tagal Fourth day, ano nangyari? Five, not many days from now. Kailan kaya? Six, but they persistently prayed until the Holy Spirit came. You see, they did not only pray in the upper room. Their prayer life remained integral part of the life of the early church. They instantly obey Christ's instruction to go and pray. And their prayer life was consistent as you read the scripture how they come before the Lord. And you know what? It's an evidence of their humility before God. Therefore, the first principle that we can learn, if we sincerely desire for God's revival to happen in our lives, in the church, in our community, there's a call for us to be humble, to humble ourselves before the Lord. And this is our first point. We pray in a posture of humility. In a posture of humility. So Jesus gave them an assignment. Their assignment was this. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. They have a mission. They have an assignment. They have to-do list. But how should they begin? They know that if they begin, they know that they will not be able to complete the task if God will not intervene. They need God to work in their lives. They need God to work in the church. They need God to lead them. They need a divine empowerment because they knew that they are incapable. They are powerless to face the world in their own. Hence, they begin with the most important spiritual work that is to pray. You know, the life of the early church, well, they were so prayerful. When they need direction, they will pray. Remember in chapter 1, when they, because Judas is no longer with them, they said they need to find someone else. And they prayed. And they asked God, Sino ba Lord ang papalit kay Judas? And then when they were also, the ministry is going, growing, they need people to serve and lead. What did they do? They prayed and said, Sino yung tutulong who would feed the widows and share? They were praying. They didn't just, just speak anyhow. They didn't just, did not just speak yung pinakapogi or pinakagifted. What they did is they went down to, to their knees and prayed, Lord, who are you going to assign? Who are the people that you want to use? They prayed. And when they realized that Peter was in prison, what did they do? The church prayed. Peter was in prison. And they were praying. The church prayed. 
And then when they're full of fear, they continue to gather and asking God, Lord, help us. And look at Paul's writing in his letters. He constantly asked the different, in the letter, he said, he constantly asked them to pray for me. Pray as I go and preach the good news. Paul knew that it's not in him, that it's God's working in him. That's why he's asking people, asking the church to pray so that he may do the work. The reason why they were praying is because they know that they need God. They need God. Just turn to the person beside you. Do you need God? You know what E.M. Bounds said? He said this. Prayer is the language of a person burdened with a sense of need. It is a voice of the beggar, conscious of his poverty, asking of another the things he needs. Prayer is the language of those who need something Something which they themselves cannot supply, but which God has promised them, so they ask. It's a position where he knows he is lacking. That's indeed. The past four months, at home we have sleepless nights. When the baby crying, one of us has to wake up. Buti, hindi ako nagpapadede. Pag diaper change, I'll do that. But the baby cry instantly, one of us will have to wake up. I realized this one language that no one taught us to do, is to cry. Since you were born, you know how to cry. Who taught you how to cry? When you were born, automatic. May paminsan, iba pinapalo. Who taught you to cry? But now we cry less. But it's a beautiful language to cry, to pray, to seek, to come to the Lord. Because we know that we are in need and we need God in our life. You know, W.S. Border said, prayer is weakness leaning on omnipotence. When you are in need, you are weak, you trust the Lord. He said, Lord, I am weak. You are all powerful. You are my, you, you supply all our need. It is you who provide. Prayer is coming to the Lord knowing we need help. If we are honest enough in our lives, as individual, as family, as a church, we know we ought to pray more. Do you agree? But why are we not doing it often? Why we are praying less? Some reason is this. Some of us were drowned by the world pursuit. Thinking that we can be satisfied with what the world's offer. Some of us think that we can control our own lives by our own ability. But in reality, we cannot. We have become self-dependent, self-driven, self-sufficient. Self-esteem and self-admiration that we neglect to pray. And it all boils down to one reason. It's our pride that leads us to think we can do it by ourselves. No, the pride and prayerlessness are closely connected. There's a picture I saw. He said prayerlessness at its root is pride. We have forgotten what Jesus has said. Jesus said in John 15 verse 5, For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from him, you will not bear fruit. Apart from him, you will be weak. Apart from him, you will be weak and feeble. It's a reminder to all of us. That we have that pride in us and we have to surrender it before the Lord and remember that we need God. We have forgotten that prayer is an acknowledgement that God is the one who reigns 
that God is the one who governs all things, that He's in control of our lives. Somebody asked me before, if God is sovereign, why do I need to pray? Hindi ko agad siya sinagot kasi hindi ko alam. But as I ponder on the, the, the question, all the more I know God is sovereign, all the more I will pray because He's in control of my life. He's in control of all things. When we pray, it shows our humility. You see, when we pray, as we humbly pray, it is also showing that we are following the life of Jesus. Jesus showed the disciples how to pray. He prayed in the night. He prayed in the morning. In the midst of busy schedule of his ministry, he would come and seclude himself and pray. And as I was studying the scripture, I noticed that Jesus did not also te- did not teach them how to plan, not indicated here, not how to have strategic plan. Jesus did not teach them how to have group, group gatherings or organize big events. As I look at the text, you know one area that D- Jesus taught the disciple is how to pray. Matthew 6 verse 9-13 says here, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Jesus did not teach them so many things. But he showed his life. But one area that I saw in the scripture, he taught them how to pray. You know, as I prepare this sermon, I always say that the pastor is the first one should be the one who will have that cut sa puso. Kasi if we preach and we don't apply it, then we're just hypocrite. And as I look at this, it hit my heart. Because as I look at my prayer life, I know there's so much more and I have neglected some errors of my prayer life because of busy schedule and so many reasons. And as we were reading this lead book that as lead church leaders are journeying, there's a line there it says here, your leadership community is in trouble if your leaders are more excited about strategic planning meeting than a prayer meeting. When I look at this, how can I and Pastor Ray lead this church? Should we call more meetings? Or should we teach the church to come to the Lord and seek His face? Because there's a danger. All of us have gifts and talents and we can just, just do it by our own self. But will there be power? I was reminded here, what excites you? Are you excited to come to the Lord and seek His face? Or are you excited? My care group, yes, excited. Do you take time to pray as care group? O pa-party-party lang? Punta tayo sa botanic. Maganda doon mag-selfie. I notice if your prayer, if your care group don't praise, very shaky yan. Many times, a care group that don't pray, they will just fight. They were just fine. This morning, early, early morning prayer, the person who shared, he said, she said that she was basing on the reading this week on how Jesus called Moses up to the mountain. Up to the mountain to be with God. And all of us, as I ponder on that, as, learn, as church, as leaders, care group leaders, all of us, we have to go up to the mountain and be with the Lord. I can, I will be honest with you. I mentioned about excite, what excites you. Few months back, I was so excited because of Disney Plus. Alam yung Disney Plus? Sino may Disney Plus dito? Wala ah. Ako lang yata. I was so excited with Disney Plus. 
kasi may Star Wars, mayroong mga cartoons, and so on. I was so excited rather than prayer, praying. Biglang may lumapit na kapatid, gusto mo ng account ng Disney Plus? Nako, deep in my heart, well, say no. Kasi mauubos ang oras mo dyan. By my flesh is weak. I took that and I watched. Rather taking time to just be with the Lord. There's one more that I was caught up sa mga millennials to, sa mga younger one. I was so caught up with anime. Few weeks, mga few weeks back, I was watching this show, Attack of the Titan. Alam niyo yun? Oh, nanonood din kayo? Natapos to yun within two weeks. I was so caught. And I was reading this and I'm praying, I'm preaching this. And it rebuked me, Ruel. You want revival in the church? It's not just preaching, but it's about prayer too. Importantly, it's prayer. If you want revival, then you have to pray and ask God. Not just for the church, but your family, but for your life. Come to the Lord. If you desire revival, if you desire the Holy Spirit to work in your life, pray and seek His face. For us to experience revival, we need to pray in a posture of humility. Second, for us to experience revival, we need to pray in a posture of unity. The text says all this with one accord. We're praying were devoted themselves to prayer. One accord means in one mind, in one heart. And if you look at our text, the author, many said, it's look, describe the people in their midst. Ito yung mga pangalan. Dinitali niya, isa-isa. Nandyan si James, nandyan si John, parang attendance taking. Baka may nawawala. Nag-attendance taking siya. Nandyan si Philip, nandyan si Thomas, nandyan si Simon, Pakasama yung women and Mary of mother of Jesus tsaka yung mga brothers. Yung mga brothers there is brothers of Jesus. And then in verse 15, in those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. The company of person was in all total 120. There are 120 in that upper room. And, uh, and you know, if you've been old enough, if you've been working with people enough, the more people you have, the more problem. It's easy to lead one member sa care group. It's easy to lead pag two. But natatawa dyan? <laughs> My whole good. It's easy to lead three. Pag four, okay pa. Kaya pa. Five, six, Parang mahirap na to. Seven, ele- seven, eleven, <laughs> seven, eight. Parang humihirap na ang you need, you need more love. You, may, you need more patience. Thirteen, fourteen, nagiging joke na to. Parang mahirap. See, the more people you have, it will be messy. And in this text, they wrote all the names. See, all of them had different personalities. Different background and different status in life. One is Simon the Sealot. He, he, he is pro-Jew. Pro he he's so on with the Jewish culture. Then Matthew is a tax collector who works for the Romans. You put them together. Both of them will go head to head. Look, some of them, even during the time when Jesus was about, uh, were having their Passover. What happened? Jesus deep in said, one of you will betray me. Nagang suspicious sila. Siya yata. Siya yata. Baka yung katabi ko. And all of them were, have their own desire. All of them want to be the leader. To be greater. To be the greatest among. And then when Jesus was crucified, all of them ran away. And one, while Jesus was hanging on the cross, who remained? See, John. John was there with Mary. 
Ngayon, John can go there and said, Hoy, kayo ha? Nasaan kayo? Bakit kayo tumakbo ha? Ako dapat leader dito ha? Tatakbo-takbo kayo dyan. Bono, look at how they responded. They were one accord. May mga hugot sila, pero alam mo, may mga history sila. But the reason why they are one accord, the reason why they, there is no discord or disharmony is this because. It's because they all belong to one Lord. Jesus Christ. Also, the reason why they are united because they understood what it meant to be a true disciple. A true disciple is the one that will love one another. We read in John 13, people will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. The reason why they are in united and in one accord is because they have a cost greater than their own individual desires. God's mission is greater than their own life's ambition. God has given them a task and they saw that as a, it's not about them, it's about God. You know, this word, one accord, if you look, is term, is, is also used in musical term, which is in unison. And in unison, it is normally used as a musical term. One that is playing together, like para orchestra, like I'm showing you on the screen right now. When I was young, I was in high school in poly, I played in one of the symphonic bands. And I played the tuba. Alam niyo yung tuba? Yung pinakamalaki? Yung parang kawawa? I played the tuba. Ewan ko bakit na-assign sa tuba sa akin. Gusto ko drums or saxophone kasi pogi yon. Pero tuba? Ang laki ng tuba. Kaya ganito naging labi ko. Ganyan o. Parang... I played the tuba and I would always carry in the last one carrying the tuba. So I play in a symphonic band. And during the, when, when you play in a symphonic band, you will know whether the, the particular group are really good by listening how they play. Some group will be able to play by notes. Susundan lang ang nota. Susundan lang ang nota. But they're not necessarily in unison. Anyone can play the notes. Anyone can sit and follow the notes. But you know how to play in unison? When you watch the conductor. The way the conductor moves. Kung gusto niya mahina, kung gusto mo tumahimik, tahimik yan. Kung gusto mong malakas, tahimik. And you watch how they play, how the conductor conducts. It's not just merely reading the notes, but also watching the conductor. And there's another level if you want to play unison. Everybody can watch the conductor and follow. The other aspect is ability to hear what your peers are playing. Ability to hear what the person playing beside you. Playing together. Kung malakas o loud, you'll be able to hear paano siya tumugtong. I remember when I was playing tuba, there's a girl beside me, she also plays tuba, malaki siya, ako maliit. So we play, and we have to hold a long note. Tuba don't normally play solo. We play long note. Yung long note na Ganun lang. So we have to hold 32 bars. And 32 bars is 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 1, 2. So 34 na ganun na. Thirty-two bars. Then all the rest of the instrument will be playing. I mean, but we have to maintain that because if you go to competition, the 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 people who will judge will hear whether you what you're doing. So how do we play together? Both of us cannot hold the thirty-two unless my my butas sa lungs. 
You know how we play? I will play first. Boo. Pag mawala na, ikaw na. Oh. Ma- alam niya. Gagano'n lang. Okay, siya na. Pero hindi mo narinig na nagtumigil kami. We were like that. We were united. We know when to stop. We know when I'm weak. We know, we know when I have to. Okay, your turn. They were united. Church, if we desire revival, we have to be united. Though we have history. May marami tayong mga tampuhan. That's the past. That's the past. Kaya sabi mo, kapatid, sorry. That's the past. If we desire revival, we have come to the Lord. Lord, unite us as one. Remind us that we belong to you. Remind us that our life, you have a greater mission than our own ambition, Lord. You have greater plans for us. You know, one thing I learned in prayer, prayer is so powerful. When I was young and I was in second year high school here, I attended prayer nights at church, Living Word. We were still in Mount Sophia. It's Friday night, and I, when I first joined the prayer night at that time, there were many of them praying. Do you remember yung mga before, ano, mga age, mga white hair na? Do you remember? Do you will come? Sa Mount Sophia, we will come and pray. We will gathering in prayer. Then I was just young boy, I observed. Hindi ko pa alam, hindi ko pa alam. I just watched how they pray. And during the time when the church was praying, the church was growing. People are coming. They are finding Jesus. And it's booming. You know what happened? Suddenly, yung mga taong nagpe-pray, nawawala isa't isa. They started to have many reasons and so on. Started from like a, the hall, is, I, I think it's like hope room pa ganun. We were praying like that. And then suddenly, kumukonti, 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 but to the end, pastor na lang, tsaka iba. And but during that time, what happened? When kumukonti, kumukonti, what's happening in church life? Nag-aaway sila, may iba umalis. I realized there's a value of united prayer. Because all of us need to realize this church belongs to Him and we need His Spirit to work in all of us to work in our family, to work in our church, in this church. But if we don't pray as one, my kampihan, the enemy knows where to attack. The enemy knows where to attack. Pray in a posture of unity. If we desire for revival, we have to pray in humility. And unity in the last one. Pray in the posture of expectancy. Not that the, only, uh, the early church were humbled, but they have great faith and were expected. We read in verse 14, they were devoting themselves to prayer. Devoting. Devoted means to be diligent, to persevere, to be constant, to be able to and willing to pay the price. My cause to be diligent, devoted. Kulang ang tulog ko. There are times that the Lord convict our hearts to wake up and pray. And we need to respond in obedience. You see, it requires us to have faith and to wait upon the Lord's promise to be fulfilled. And we know God is a promise-keeping God. And what he wants us to do is to respond with devotion, with diligence in our prayer. But the problem with us today is that we are too comfortable in our situation or we lack the faith to trust his promises in our lives. You know what Leonardo Ravenhill said in his book, Why Revival Paris, he said, this was his observation, he said, we pray with a take it or leave it attitude. We pray chance prayer. We offer what is cost us nothing. We have not even have strong desire. We rather are unsteady and moody. So it depends by our mood. He said here, 
We have that attitude na, oh, sige na. Pag-pray ko, bahala na. Bahala ka na, Lord. Parang ganun attitude. Okay. Oh, Pino. Sis. Bahala na ako. Yung attitude na take it, or iba yung meron ka talaga. You know, Jesus taught the disciples a pers- how to persevere in prayer. In Luke 8, he said, he told a parable, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. In his parable, Jesus was telling a story about a widow coming to the judge. And the widow would keep on asking, Lord, may you just come, have justice. Sabi ng judge, hindi. But the widow keep on coming. It keep on coming. Sabi ng judge, hindi. Keep on coming. It keep on coming. Verse 5, it says, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice. Now, this is what Jesus said. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? He's teaching the disciple on how to pray and not lose heart. In the same chapter, at the last few verses, is another story about this blind man. And this blind man heard that Jesus is coming on his way. So he got excited and said there in 38, and he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Pero ang respond ng iba, and those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But what did the blind man do? But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Sabi ng mga kasama niya, o people around him, wag ka mag-ingay dyan. But he said, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Scholars said this blind man is blind since birth. What hope do we have? His only hope is in Jesus. So he's crying out, God, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And Jesus heard his cry and healed his blind eyes. And his eyes were open. I mentioned this story before many times. It's a book about pastor's kid. A true story of a young woman who had lost her way. I mentioned a few times. She's a pastor's kid. His father is Jim Simbala. And he wrote a book on how the Lord restored her. When she was young, she, she would serve the Lord and he even went to Bible school. But while he was in Bible school, like a boyfriend. Yan. Like a boyfriend. And while they have a boyfriend, they fall in love. Nagka-live in. Pastors. Nagka-live in. So, siyempre, ang tatay, pastor, nabukin. Sabi niya, itigil niya. Pero ayaw. Bumalik ka dito, ayaw. Pinili yung anak. And many times, pastor, Jim Simbala would cry out to the Lord. Sometimes he would stand on the pulpit broken, not knowing what will happen to her little child. I realized yung baby na baby na maliit na babae, kahit lumalaki, ganun pa rin tumigil sa kanya. Parang gracious pa rin. And Pastor Jim was so broken that he kept on praying and praying, but ayaw to the point na yung babae ay nabuntis. Nabuntis siya. He opened home for the chicken come back but ayo parin she he was so broken hearted that he prayed he prayed and asked the lord for many years he prayed and one prayer night they were gathering as a church and suddenly the prayer leader not him prayer leader said pastor jim we will not pray for anything we will pray for your daughter and the church intercede 
to rescue this child, to rescue this woman who is pregnant. And you know what happened after a few days? The child came back with a baby coming home. She returned to the Lord and she returned to the fight. You see, prayer works. There's another story in here in church. I asked the permission whether I can share this to them, to the church. He said, okay. When I visited them to the hospital, this lady told me the, their, their story in their marriage. He told me that, that his husband is not that on for God. Malamig sa Panginoon. Pero siya ay talagang mahal-mahal niya ang Panginoon. But she was so burdened because this he's the husband. The love of my life ay malayo sa Diyos. So she was keep on praying. Ang tagal, keep on praying. She tried to invite him to church. She tried to do all the things, but still, malamig. She was praying to God, Lord, may you touch my husband's heart. May you touch my husband's heart. And one day, her birthday, biglang tinakbo yung kanyang anak sa hospital. Dito Singapore. She was, the, babe, the, the little girl was sent to the hospital because of heart problem. So the lady called her husband, honey, Ligyan natin konting drama. Honey. Hindi dapat gano kasi hospital. Honey! Yan, ganyan. Hindi honey. Sweet yun. Honey. Tinakbo natin si. So he dropped all his things. He dropped all the things he's doing. Quickly went down to, to the taxi stand. Instead of taking the taxi, he said he would take grab. He would take grab. So nag-grab siya. May taxi doon ha. Nag-grab siya. Because deep in his heart, must take grab. And suddenly, this grab took him. And this grab driver told him, you know, I'm supposed to finish my driving now. But I'm convicted by the Holy Spirit to pick you. Where are you going? Why are you going to the hospital? Sabi ng taxi driver. And this man shared his heart that his child was rushed to the hospital because of a heart problem. I saw this cab driver, they played, went somewhere and they prayed. He said he was a missionary. And then they were, they were there in one taxi place and they began to pray. And you know that moment, Sabi ng babae, that was the greatest birthday gift that she ever had in wife niya. Because her husband encountered God. Encountered God. I don't know what you're going through here, church. You maybe have a wayward husband or child. Persist in praying. Come to the Lord. Seek Him. Ask Him. And hear those who are brokenhearted. I don't know if you are, some of you are so tired na here. Gusto nang umuwi. Pagod na pagod na sa Singapore. Come to the Lord. And seek Him. When I heard that story, my faith was lifted up. And I said, I have to tell this to the church. That God answers prayer. Amen? For us, as a summary, to experience revival, we need to pray in a posture of humility, posture of unity, and with expectancy. And I would like to conclude. As I look around in our times today, in our situation today, there's so many things happening. And last Thursday, the office team of praying, we realize a lot of our church members are going to tough times. May namatayan, may mga family members sila sa Pilipinas na may COVID. Some of their, some of their children are wayward sa Pilipinas, nagihirap sila. Dito ay nagtatrabaho, kuskus biga, pero doon pa party-party. And sometimes they are broken. Some of our dear children are so liberal, they're not listening to their parents. And as we were praying last Sunday there, it just reminds us that we need God 
to work in our lives. And God can use the church to minister to those who are hopeless. You know what Andrew Murray said? He said here, you are experiencing all these things, dryness, greater temptation, marriages, broken. And then last week, I, I read this. The Philippines, 10,000 cases just one day. And all these things happening. I said, where should we begin? I saw this quote by Andrew Murray. He said, a revived church is the only hope for a dying world. A revived church. And the church is all of us. A revived church. We desire revival. So that God may work through us. We always say the new norm. But instead of new norm, I would change that. May we go back to the real norm. The real norm of the church is to pray. There's a promise that God gave to his people. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face in turn from my wicked ways and I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal the land. I will hear from heaven and heal the land. Church, it's time for us to go back to our knees, to come to the Lord. Lord, we need you. We need you in our lives. We need you in my family, in my marriages. We need you in this church. We need you in the nation where you brought us. And back home, the Philippines, we need you. Remember, church, we are called to be a house of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you. Hearing your call for us to return in prayer. Forgive us that there are times, Lord, that we have neglected our prayer life. We have pursued other things. We have pursued enjoyment and satisfaction by our own things. Forgive us, Lord, that we are no longer hurting when we see bad news of broken people around us. But I pray, Lord, that you revive our hearts. Revive us, Lord God. Revive our prayer life, Lord. That we may learn again to cry. That we may learn, O oh Lord, to come to our knees. Open our eyes, Lord, to the brokenness of this world. Our family members back home in the Philippines, some of them are struggling. O oh Lord, heal us. Heal our lives, our families, this church. Oh God, have your way. Oh Lord, the word there, land, that God will heal our land. That land can represent many things. It can represent your family. It can represent your life. If you're living a, a life that's broken, that land can represent a nation. And we know the promise of God. That God can heal the land as we come to the Lord. And said, Lord, we come to you in brokenness. We come to you in humility, in repentance. And we know, Lord, as we come to you that way, you will heal and you will heal. Salamat, Panginoon, that your promise is true. 
So here we are, oh God. Oh Lord, have your way. Lord, heal our land. Father, heal our land. Hear our cry and turn our nation. To you, Lord, heal our land. Lord, heal our land. Heal us, O Lord, and heal our land. Forgive us sins and heal the broken. Lord, we bow our knees. Lord, we bow our knees. We humble ourselves. Humble ourselves and pray. Lord, we seek your face. Humble ourselves and turn from our Father, in your mercy. Father, in your mercy. Forgive our sin. Father, in your mercy. Come here. Let's all stand. Our land. Come here, our land. Come heal our land, Father, heal. Hear our cry, hear our cry, and turn the nation's back to you. Lord, heal our land, Lord. Music's being played. Let's take this time to just pray. First, pray for our situation, for our hearts. You know in yourself, if you've been far away from God and you need to come back to the Lord, the Lord is calling you back to His heart to return to Him. And it's the time to say, Lord, I'm coming to you. That's the first prayer. Second prayer that we will pray. If you've been reading the news, we are here in Singapore, we are safe. But if you've been hearing the news sa ating bansa, it's broken. It seems hopeless. But we know God can answer prayer. So in your own way. And this time, you can turn your seats as your altar. Just come to the Lord and utter a word of prayer. Lord, revive us, Lord. Revive our family. Let's just open our lips and just say, Lord, have your way. Utter a word of prayer to Him. Oh God, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, oh Lord. In your own way. In that own way, just say, Lord, we need you. We need you, Lord, in my family. We need you, Lord, in our nation. We need you, Lord, in our marriages, Lord. In your own way, just pray. Come to the Lord, and He will hear our prayer. Oh, Lord, you see our hearts. You see, Lord, what's happening in our hearts. 
Oh, Holy Spirit, come. Revive us, Lord. Oh, God. And if you're joining us in YouTube and Facebook, come to the Lord and seek His face. Oh, we come to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. We set our eyes on you. We set our eyes on you, Lord, our Savior. You are our King. A mighty one. You are our restorer, Lord. Oh, God, we look upon you. Hallelujah. We worship you. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah. Worship you. We will not rush this time. Let's just take this moment not to rush. To open our hearts to Him. Come, let your will be done on earth 
asleep head. Let's just receive the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We thank you, Lord, for this day that you have spoken to each one of our hearts. Lord, it is our prayer that you revive us, revive our love for your word, and revive us in our prayer life. We will face this brand new week knowing that we have that prayer life restored, that we will seek your face and depend on you always. Salamat po, Panginoon. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Those who are joining us in YouTube and Facebook, thank you for joining us in our Sunday worship service. Do join us again next Sunday as we seek the Lord together. God bless everyone and see you soon.